Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, and a special Zoom COVID episode joined by Randy Angston and our special guests, the Washak brothers from Fit and 42, Jerry and Casey, also Iron Circle members. Welcome to the show. Yeah, boys. Having a few. Yeah, longtime listeners, I know. First time caller. Wait. <laughs> so, got some interesting stuff to talk about. We can get into the weeds. And you guys, when we were talking before the show, we we're going to go in a lot of different directions. But really, really, what I wanted to talk to you both about is your business model. And it's so unique. And I've talked to you guys specifically about this. And we've had separate calls about this, but it's super like it's a unique way to scale your operations. And I think our listeners are going to get a lot of value out of that. But before we do that, and I don't know who wants to talk first, but I'd love to hear and tell the listeners kind of your story on how you got to this point today, and maybe take it back to maybe even the first gym. Yeah, I'll take it. So we started in 2006, two dudes that didn't really know what they were doing. They were good trainers, and uh, we decided to open up a gym. We had no systems. We had nothing. And we were just freaking just, luckily it was 2006 when everyone had a bunch of money and everyone refinanced their houses. We had real estate agents, everyone in construction. And those of you who have been in business since then, you know what I'm talking about. It was just crazy. We got by just because we were good dudes, not because we knew what we were doing, just lucky. And then the economy crashed and then we just got just crushed. And we still got, we were able to come out of it. But then we were able to, we actually hired the Cosgroves, which is a big deal. And we hired the Cosgroves as business coaches. And what did that and cost everyone, back in the day? What did uh, that, that was a thousand bucks a month almost. And this is a time when we had no money. So Casey okay. comes back to me and he's like, hey, I signed us up for this mastermind. I'm like, oh. what? And I'm like the money guy. So I like watch all the bills and he's like the dreamer guy. And he comes back. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, no, it's good. Well, fast forward. It was game changing for us because it taught us systems taught us how to actually run a business and not just be trainers who own a gym. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I see all over is if you're good at training, you open up a gym, you get in there, you realize I'm not training anymore. I'm actually trying to run a business and train and do all sorts of things. And you just get crushed. You get burnt out. So then we started getting, you know, we started really catching on and know what we were doing. We opened up our second location. And then we uh, eventually opened our third, fourth, and fifth location. We're going to get into a little bit about our business model, but all along the way, six of our coaches have left and opened up their own gyms since 2006. Mm-hmm. Our business we can talk model a lot about that too. Jeez. Yeah, so we said this can't happen anymore. And you know what? I don't blame all the coaches for leaving. They weren't making enough money. And what's their future look like? Is it just going to be I'm going to make $25 an hour forever and then just grind 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. every day? Or so they did, they left and I don't blame them for it. I blame us. I, like I tell Casey, I look in the mirror. And I said, we didn't have something for them and they left and they're trying to do it on their own right now. So Casey, okay. so you got anything to add to that? 
Yeah, he left. I mean, Jerry just blew past like all the pain and anguish we went through. Well, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to mention keep these people on the phone all all day. I know. So 2008, we get crushed. Meaning by 2010, we're out of business. And what he meant by 2006 to 2010, we were getting by means we were paying our bills. We weren't paying ourselves. We were taking, you know, if there was some cash, you know, we take that. So the best thing that ever happened to us, in my opinion, was getting crushed and going out of business. And then it just made us realize that like we had no mentors. We had nobody to look up to. We were two guys on an island just trying to figure things out. So we end up going out of business. And like Jerry said, I went to a perform better. I got to mention this because here I am. I'm like the trainer guy. I love training and I'm following Mike Boyle, mm-hmm. right? I'm following Mike Boyle because I, I love sports, but my clientele is 50 year old women. Right. And because I love it, I'm yeah. following a guy who's speaking to me, none of which translates to my ladies. And Mike Boyle, I, so Jerry, Jerry credits the Cosgroves. I credit Mike Boyle for mentioning in one of his seminars, like, hey, if you do fat loss, you need to go see Alan okay. Cosgrove. There you go. So then that's when I shifted and started really paying attention to Alan Cosgrove. And then Jerry mentioned we joined his. So once we got back in business, we realized we can't do the same things again. Otherwise, we'll end up in the same spot. That's when we took the leap. And hopped on with those guys, and you know they gave us systems. It was an amazing foundation, and then we just found our voice inside the fitness industry. And a lot of it is just getting beat up, losing great people, like Jerry said. And so now it's kind of our own. I mean, we've we've learned. You know, you have Rick on here all the time. Rick's mm-hmm. a big influence on us, and kind of uh, where we ended ended up going with our gyms is a lot because of Rick as well. So um, yep. we can't leave uh, Rick out of this. Out of this yeah, yeah, we, we're we're good friends with Rick as as well. And um, you know, the the big takeaway here is what I'm hearing is finding mentors and finding coaches is the catapult for each probably stage, which is great. So you went out of business in 2010, it sounds like, and then you yep. came back with one location, and you just kind of yeah. went skipped over the whole. Yeah, then we got four, five, and six. How many gyms do you have now? Oh, we have five. You have five in two states, right? We're in California and then one, the brand new one in yes. Texas, right? Yes. So yes. that's kind of a big deal because I've had one gym for 10 years. And every time I think about doing another gym, the first thing that comes to my head is staffing, like a pain in my butt. I don't want to go do with that. Let me just have one really good gym that, you know, and some of the guys that I look up to, like the like Frank is doing really well. He had one. He's recently gone to two. And same with Rick. He only had one for so long. Like, why do I need five locations? Because yeah. the thing in my head, it was like, ah, I don't want to go build this all over again, this massive beast and find, you know, six great, you know, employees and all this stuff. But you've done it something totally different. And now, now that's got my mind turning and thinking about doing more locations just because of what you guys are doing. So talk about how that happened. Yeah. So. I live in the Coachella Valley in California in Palm Desert. Casey just moved to Texas to Houston. And the Coachella Valley has a bunch of little cities in like a 10-mile radius. And I truly believe that our next city, it was called La Quinta, a second location, that needed our gym. It needed something like what we did. 
And I was like, it has to be there. Like, that's why we did it. And it took off immediately. It was a million dollar business year one in 4,000 square feet, 4,200 square feet. It was amazing. So we did that. And then for the next two years, maybe three years, we just kept two locations. Our first location, 2010, when we reopened was 7,800 square feet. And it was in an industrial warehouse. Rent was super cheap, like three grand, $3,500 a month. And then our, our second location, we went to a beautiful retail center. Rent was 12 grand a month. And so we're like, crap. So what we started seeing was we didn't want to deal with all these coaches. Man, it's so hard to find. Then they just, some no-call, no-show. And you're like, what are you doing? And just, just all this staff and having six to eight trainers and all this desk staff. And so we're like, even though the business was doing good, it was like wearing on us because we just didn't want to deal with that. So our third location, we go, actually, we went to the STS and we went down to Georgia, maybe. I don't know. This was was in Virginia. This was in Virginia. Virginia Beach. Yeah. Yeah. So we go out there and one of Rick Mayo's guys was speaking and he was talking about like micro gyms, micro gym. And Rick's like, yeah, I just, with Anthony, we just opened up a roughly a 1500 square foot women's only gym. And here's how it runs. And I'm like, oh my God. Cause at the time we had two locations. I was getting burnt out because I got to keep growing. I can't just keep staying in one spot and doing the same thing. Like I need to keep just pushing forward. And I'm like, oh my God, that could work. One main coach who's a manager, get maybe another full-time coach and maybe a super part-time coach and a desk girl. I'm like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. And so mm-hmm. then we were born. Then I, I got home from Virginia Beach, found the spot within one month. We yeah. were uh, beginning yeah. construction. So. Number three, number three, okay. right out of that. Okay, once again, masterminds coaching has is got your oh, yeah. wheels turning in just each time. i was in a rut and then i went yeah. there and i got yeah. inspired so you like the, yeah the key here tim is exactly it's getting out of your work area go be around people like-minded people that inspire you people that are smarter than you more successful mm-hmm. and you'll be the average of those people and that's the idea yeah. yep i just want to talk about something that jerry so you know we have two gyms like Jerry's saying, all these coaches, and we keep getting, and I know your listeners can can relate to this, we keep get hitting with the same conversations. Like, hey, you know, one of the coaches comes up to you, like, can I talk to you? Like, hey, man, I need, I need more money. You got a minute? Yeah, you got a minute. <laughs> I need to make more money. And it's like, okay, what more value are you going to bring to the company? Like, yeah. more money. Is, so what, what, what changes? Right. You know, what changes? Like, how are more people going to come to the gym because you are now making more money? And pretty much the path is this. To make more money, you got to leave training. You got to start doing sales. You got to start start managing. And the problem is some people just really love to train. Mm-hmm. And so then you put them in a spot that they don't really excel at because that's not where their heart is. And we just kept wrestling with this back and forth until they leave and they become a competitor. Like Jerry said, it's like six or seven in that small area were once employees of ours. And now there are our competitors. Got it. And I have a little bit of a dark side. What I like to say is like, like... The villain comes out? Yeah, I get upset when someone's like, when we find out behind our back that a coach or two 
are like rallying the troops to eventually leave us in the back of my head. I was like, why didn't you guys come to us and we could have done this together? Like, do you know, like everything we're talking about right now is who Jerry and I associate with. Mm -hmm. None of this, it was just born in our brains. So we get ourselves in these circles and then all of a sudden these great ideas are born or we're tweaking someone else's idea. And then we have these coaches who, like we were when we first started, just thought we knew everything. And it's like, do you guys realize, you know, the circles we're in that we could have helped and, and now and now we got to crush you. Yeah, we got to go. You. Now we're enemies. Yeah, and I hate that. And, that, and, and that happens in this industry way too much. It's happened to me several times. We're dealing with some stuff right now that you guys are well aware of. And it's just, where's, there's no loyalty. It's just an interesting industry that we're in. So, I mean... And I I get it. Like Jerry said earlier, he's, you know, he doesn't fault them. And like, I want everyone to do well, but this is a sport and I I don't play to be second place. So, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a weird thing. Like I understand in their mind, they're doing something for their families, right? That like to improve their situation. Unfortunately, it's now against you with my family and, and my dreams. So, so let's check this out. The totally different model. You had the two locations. They were pretty big. Now you've gone to this uh, STS event. You got this idea, 1,500 feet. We can run this whole model out of this little space. What does it look like now? And this is really where I want to get deeper into. Like, How does that work in the single location? What kind of training do you have? What's the coaches? What's the structure of the management in there? What does that look like? Yeah. So all five locations are the same now. So we have a Eventually, the first two locations, we've switched them over to this new model. Okay. And we'll talk about it in a little bit, but we were, you know, this COVID shutdown, we have five locations. And because we set up our, our model this way, we were fine. We slept fine at night knowing that, hey, we're going to be okay with our staff because they're kind of, they're invested in the success of the company. So what we did was, I'll just tell you right off how we the management, how we structure that, what I mean is we groomed a superstar one at a time that we, that came to us and we felt like, Hey, these people are just like Casey and I, they're, they correct morals, ethics. They're just good people. And we want to be partners with them. So what we did was after a few years, generally like two years working with us, and we knew that they wanted more and they were ready for it. We then opened up a new location and brought them in as a small partner. And so therefore, they're on salary, but they also profit share and they eventually get equity. So the idea is they're not just training now. Now they own something eventually. And so it makes it that we both win. Because if Casey and I own 100% of it and they walk, what the hell are we going to do? Like. We're not going back in the trenches like and just going to start training like that. So the only way we would open these up is if we had the right person to run it. So that's why it's taken generally at one a year we've opened up in the maybe a little more, but we can't open up that many because we have to have the right person. Okay. Let me tell you about the training we do, Tim. Yeah. What, what's the model look like? We're at 1,500 square feet. What's the model as far as training model? Yeah. So it's for the most part, large group training. And uh, we feel like we do a great job, very unique. We love what we do. And we realize 
believe me, I hear Rick Mayo speak and I'm like, yeah, that, that small group training model sounds awesome too. And especially now during COVID, but man, our uh, systems are the way we deploy the classes and the energy and the camaraderie and the culture and this, the things we've built in with your help as far as the rewards programs and just so many layers to our business that we absolutely love it. And it's all done in 1500 square feet. So now we'll have eight large group classes a day and we'll have one or two, it depends on the location, small group training sessions a day. And I'll go into later, Tim, I could talk about uh, some mistakes in our business that we fixed. We could do that in a second, but you hear about Rick and us talking about small group training is the thing that's going to carry our businesses. And it really comes down almost to price point for us. Now, you've got a large group training facility that's charging small group training prices from different areas. So that actually is even better for you because you can get all these people in and have a great training atmosphere and all this cool stuff that comes with the large group. But now you're still making the decent money per head. So what's the price points now? Like, Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady 30K or more per month? And now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well, the Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. It's $199, $199 unlimited group training. But that was before COVID, but now we've switched it at the moment. What is it we, now? Uh, it's it's got to be in well, the twos now, right? $279 there unlimited go. now because of COVID, because we're only allowing three times a week at $199 right now because of limited, limited space. There's nothing we could do. So those are the prices right now. Then, yeah, then we do semi-private training as well. So 200 bucks a month is the lowest to get in the door, right? I'm beta testing out here a uh, 149 twice a week. Okay. Because we're, we're still doing Zooms as well. So if anyone wants to just come in twice a week, but also participate in our online sessions, mm-hmm. they're more than welcome to. But right now, everyone's jumping. I haven't had one person take me up on that. Okay. And um, we're, right now, we have 10 new members since okay. two weeks we opened. They're about split evenly, two seventy nine and one ninety nine. Okay, so you're you're averaging well into the twos now, whereas yeah. before you were unlimited. Your highest price was one ninety nine. Now it's almost your lowest price, right? Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's a big change. So now you've got all these folks coming in. You've got them limited because of the COVID situation. You can't have them taking up all the spots anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know about how many members per location and what what's profitable in a fifteen hundred square foot location. Yeah, right? so. When we started, we thought 150 members was going to be max. We were like 150. Okay. And then we hit 150 and we were like, man, that's, we got a lot of room to grow. So we think it's like 230 or 240. And most of the locations are at around 175. And we were, our growth rate was perfect right before COVID. Uh But we're going to get right back to it. We're not like, I'm not concerned. I'm like, because I love what we do. I totally believe in it. And it's infectious and it's just a quality product. So yeah, so we look 
Like we look to bring in 400,000. That's like the minimum we want to bring in per location. Per location. That's, that's our projections for all of them. That's solid. In your model, I've been there. I came out to, your, uh, out to Palm Springs to do our automation build out for you guys. You guys were actually the first ones I did of way back. And it's changed it's since changed. then. And you guys are still yeah. loving that. And be, feel free to jump in and talk about that here in a second. But what I was really yeah. impressed with is I went to your location each class, if you want to call it a class or train, group training, had its own playlists and it was very choreographed. And, and, you know, the coaches that were in, it was a system, whereas it wasn't up to the coach what music to put. You know, the workouts were all done for them, uh, where a lot of places don't even have that at one location. So the music to me that you guys had your own playlist and you gave them one or two options per, you know, and I think it had to do with the beats per minute and the warm ups were slow. And then, you guys put a lot of damn work into just the yeah. music. So if I'm thinking you guys are putting all that work into the beats per minute and it's slow and then it's rapid and it slows back down, what does the actual business look like behind the scenes if the music is that well thought out? I mean, it's obviously a great operation. So that's big yeah. props to you guys. So Tim, let me just like, when I work out, I have to listen to the right music. I get inspired by it. And if my song comes on, I get more energy. I cannot understand if you're a business, if you, how can you just turn on Spotify and a playlist and you don't even know what's on there and just let it roll. Like mm -hmm. if you're, I understand like, for instance, my brother has a lot of strengths, but like the music, he doesn't really care about. And mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, if the music isn't right, I'm not getting much out of this workout. It's gotta be right. So like everything, like when you warm up, you don't need bangers when you warm up. So when the, the, the cost is starting, you don't just need to start raging. So you can kind of get a good song going for the first five minutes. And then by like 10, 12 after when, when we're rocking and rolling, that's when the music picks up and it's game time. And then when the class is ending, you don't need bangers again. Then you got some songs that take you down. It's like, you don't just randomize the music and like hope that Spotify's on today or whatever, you know? So that is a pet peeve of mine. And so, yeah, with our coaches, sometimes you got the coach who likes classic rock. You got the techno coach. You got the country coach. You got whatever. And it's like, no, that's not acceptable. Our clients need consistency. You walk in a Starbucks here or there, whatever city, it's the same. Mm -hmm. So every day, all five locations play the same playlist, same workout, same everything. And, it and it's it just a long time to get here. So. I love the fact that like two things that you guys do really well, and this is something that I think attributes to the, your ability to grow and duplicate locations well, is like Tim alluded to, systems. You wouldn't be able to have two if you didn't have the systems in the first that well dialed in at the level of success that you guys are able to do it. And two, the client experience. Like the music is an aspect. Of, I mean, everybody's been to a club or like an event or a concert. The whole entire lot of people is influenced by that song choice. You know what I mean? And so, you know, at one point you've seen an audience like emotional and down and by the end of it, entirely different atmosphere. That's exactly what you're controlling through a workout, but almost like at a subconscious level. I love that aspect. So if you guys are thinking about that to that minute, it just says in comparison, like Tim was alluding to, a lot of the things have been thought about strategically. And that's what I think really, when you guys can put them down, like you said, into a system where it's not just everybody show up what today, whatever it is, yeah. wash, rinse, repeat. And that's why you guys have the success you have. Yeah. 
I think client experience is finally getting its due. I, I hear a lot of people finally talking about that. And for a long time, it's just been about the exercise selection and using that tool to get people to their goals. And But your gym can't feel like they're taking medicine. I always say this, physical therapists get results every time. You go to a physical therapist for a reason to get fixed. They get results every time, but nobody renews on their own. It's only because insurance makes them go. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it's because it feels like you're taking medicine. Like this has to be a place that, that people just want to forget everything else and they get lost yeah. in the environment. And uh, finally, I think it's starting, a lot more people are talking about client experience than just progressions and regressions. Well, I think you can do that a lot better in the large group atmosphere than say a semi-private training session. It's a little bit harder. I think you can be consistent like in the semi-private from the time they walk in to the, where they warm up and coach and that, that could be consistent, but then the music and the flow, that's going to be a little harder. So the, the fact, I mean, nobody's doing that. I mean, I don't know. Do you guys know of anybody that's other than like group X style big box gyms with the music they do that pretty well the spin studios and things like that but that's coming from the coach any semi-private training or small group training facilities doing Um, music like that we've we've taken the journey we went from personal training to freaking out when we went to Mm semi-private and then while still doing our large group and then we implement our fit and 42 program which is large group Personal training is the best way I could explain it. And then they leave there to semi-private and then they actually tell us they want to quit because they hate it. Um, And then trying to be able to like mesh all of them together. So I think that's the really interesting thing, like moving out here to Texas and trying to find a coach that understands what we're trying to do. And it, it was still hard. I got a great guy now, but it was still hard for him to understand like, cool. Yes. You're a personal trainer. You're just going to be training 15 other people at the same time. And they need to be doing what's appropriate for them. So don't just look at what we have and run that if it's not appropriate for them. So I think people hear large group or team training and they just automatically assume it's body weight, jumping jacks and mountain climbers. And meanwhile, your coach is in the corner, like staring at their phone. Yeah. no, (laughs) It can't last you very long. So do you guys do anything with the lighting or any, I mean, I know that like Evan's big into that. One of our, another iron circle client or a member of ours, he's got the music and the light and he's got my zone turned into the colors of the lights are in line with what zone there should be in on the my zone. Yeah, that's awesome. He's he's on the next level with that stuff. (laughs) we, We have great LED lighting around the room. We have black lighting when you turn off all the lights and the black lights turn on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's great that you brought that up, Tim. You have to set the mood. Like with us, like, cause you, like you brought up a good point with semi-private. You can't do this stuff in semi-private. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can, but we just haven't figured it out how to do it. Like Casey mentioned, we do such an energetic, amazing job in our large groups. And then if people go to small group, they're like, yeah, I know I need to lift heavier, but this isn't as fun. And I want to The environment's back. different. The experience it's is like totally different. Tough. Yeah. And so yeah, lighting is like so key. And that's t- like to teach a coach, like Casey was saying, that they have to put on a show, yet they have to personal train up to 24 people at a time. Personal train them. Don't just, you have to scan the room 
and say, Sally, she's a stud. I got to make sure she gets the workout today. That's old lady Jones. Watch out for her knee. And John's got that shoulder. Like you got to know everybody. You got to be just, Jones. just, oh, yeah. Well, okay, baby. So you got to just, you got to personal train in a large group. And that's what hangs up a lot of coaches. They don't realize that. And then you got to set the lights, make sure the lighting's like, you're like an entertainer coach. And that's tough for a lot of people to grasp because yeah. these people expect to be wowed. And that's what we expect from our coaches. We don't accept anything less. And so. Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth, and it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winningjim.com slash grow. Check it out, and let's turn those day-to-day challenges into triumphs. All right, now let's get back to the show. So that's Question awesome. When it comes to the coaching, do you guys have a specific location where you train all of the coaches or is it done on the spot at the location they're looking to fill? Yeah, no, they, they go through an internship where they start. Six-week internship where they shadow and they go through uh, theory and all that good stuff. Yeah. And then when they're ready, like, yeah, they got to learn just how to do the music. And then they have to learn the lights and they have to see how our coaches perform. And so takes six weeks and then, and then they're ready and they're still not ready, ready. And I think a really good, I guess, asset that you have is that those coaches have a career path with you because they have that opportunity. They're seeing these other four or five other gyms running with that owner type person. That's not either of you, but this owner equity type of coach, they're going to work harder because they know that they get the next level for them is they could have their own location, which is amazing. That's what I see is so appealing as the model. And not only that, the 1500 square feet, oh my gosh, that's the fact you guys can do 400,000 in 1500 feet. That's going to yeah, probably it's gonna be closer to 500 when we just get everything rocking. So anybody that's listening that has this operation, that's much bigger than 1500 feet, the ceiling they always kind of felt was at this. It's kind of, you've broke down the barriers of what can be done in a smaller location with, and how much easier is running a small location versus 8,000 square foot place? Well, I'll tell you, some of the people that we all look up to, Tim, they stand on stage and they throw these numbers out. You know, so-and-so's doing 1.7 in, in 6,000 square feet. I start getting anxiety because I think about the team that has to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, and the, the phrase that we love inside, internally in our business is it's not what you kill, it's what you eat. And so it's like, it's not what it comes through the door. It's what we're able to keep. And so trying to keep everything as lean as possible mm-hmm. and run on like, so I'm a Marine run on a fire team, which is three people. And then you got Jerry and I in the background helping with whatever we can to like ease up the load so they can just be the faces of that location. Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah. So it's, that always like gives me anxiety when I hear these huge numbers and I'm like, Oh my goodness. The team. You got a sales manager, you got a training manager, and then you got four people under each one of those. Then you got the owner. Like, oh my goodness. 
Yeah, I think over the last probably two to three years now, simplicity has been very forefront for me. So I'm cleaning up stuff we don't need. And we're obviously we're coming to the end of this location, probably going to be going to a much smaller and maybe multiples. We've talked about it. So profit is always, yeah. I think I came out at the beginning of the year, like that was my number one focus and coming well, out we of mentioned COVID, the, Iron, the Iron Circle event, you know, yeah. these guys were there, right? That was the one thing that you were going to focus on for this year. Yeah. Yeah. And by default, we were forced to look at our expenses when COVID hit because we're closed and I'm so much more profitable now. We had our best April of all time. It was amazing. May is going to be a little bit shaky, but and then summer. But after that, I think, man, we're going to be so much more. It's, it's not what you kill. It's what you keep, right? What you eat. That's where my focus has been too. So I love seeing different models. You know, we talked to a lot of gym owners and your model is the one that's most appealing to me right now. So, and I, and we can go in any direction we want, but I like that. I like, but in a semi-private instead of a large group, that's the only difference between what I think we're going to do. So I just want to hit real quick on just mentioned that we do large group training. Mm-hmm. So half our week. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we split that up into more like metabolic work and we implement a lot of like boxing. So we have punching bags and then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is when we hit weights more. So our issue has always been with like the small group is and once again, some of our mentors in the past have told us like our large group's too good. Mm-hmm. You need to dumb it down. You need to take equipment away. And that just never felt right. You know, like if we're able to do this and give them the best product possible, why shouldn't we? And the problem is, yeah, maybe it does take away from people wanting to do small group. So you have a fraction of the gym that's actually like lifting. And we all agree that like you need to lift weights. So then what we decided to do is meet them where they're at. So like half the week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is when we actually like get after it and try to mold the minds of these people who love cardio and show them like, no, now, now we're using the my zone to make sure your heart rate doesn't spike. Your heart rate should not get above this. Yeah, it's interesting. Now, don't turn it into a cardio routine. So that's kind of our, our thing is, um, so now too, with the two time a week, three time a week, unlimited, now that, that gives the coach once again, like with the strategy session and everything, more like, I think you should get two days of metabolic, one day of strength training, okay. you know, and, and kind of like tailor it a little more than just show up whenever you want. So do you think you're just going to wipe semi-private and just go all in on the team? just based? No, on I don't think so. I'm even talking about personal training. Like there's a lot of hours in the day. <laughs> and so we're only, like Jerry mentioned, uh, you know, in our gyms that, that have 200 members, there's four or five in the morning and three or four in the afternoon. Like in Texas here, I'm doing four in the morning, two in the afternoon. Okay. So there's still a lot of day, you know, for if someone wants to come in one-on-one, Jerry used this phrase internally. With We've always tried to hit home runs with everything we do, but now it's about singles. Now that we got like our main foundation of what we do down, now what else can we add that maybe brings in a grand a month? That's 12 grand a year. Yeah. You know, so the, the key here is that doesn't break the staff. You know okay. what I mean? So or we have change, to- Or change the model altogether. Yeah. yeah. But I mean like, if old lady Jones, is that what he called it? If old lady Jones wants to come in, you That's know, at noon to train, 
and she's willing to pay a hundred dollars an hour. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay. Three times a week. Let's do it. So, Tim, <laughs> let, me, um, let me, can I, let me just elaborate on that real quick. Cause going into COVID, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, we got to be more profitable. Like every gym owner thinks about their studio. And it's like out of the whole day, the middle of the day is always open. There's like, I got this awesome place. How does it make more money? What do we do? Mm-hmm. And so I went to the, the team and I said, guys, if we make a thousand dollars extra a month from certain things, it's 12 grand a year. And, and now that's directly profit going into you know, the, the manager partner's pocket. So I'm like, here's, a, I'll give you the, the listeners some things that we came up with and what we're doing right away. We're going to weekly billing when we start. Casey's been already doing weekly billing in Texas and we're going to it immediately when we reopen. And that equals out to one more payment a year from each member. And if you have, uh, you collect $30,000 in receivables a month, that's an extra $30,000. Sure, people are going to freeze here and there, so maybe it's an extra 20000 and with fees and everything, maybe it's fifteen. Whatever it is, and we'll take just take, that take a pause group. right there. There was no additional expense to that. It's one hundred percent profit by no, doing that. It's just boom, weekly billing. And hey, this now you don't have to worry about freezing. Now you can freeze whenever you want for a week, and da, 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 it's better for you. Now you don't have to pay two hundred upfront. You can spread it out forty nine dollars a week. But and just to kind of go a little bit deeper and explain for anybody that's not following this, two hundred dollars a month is what well, I guess the 199 would be. Instead of saying 200 bucks a month, we're going to go 50 bucks a week and we're going to yeah. catch an extra payment every year or probably two a year, I would think. Well, it's 52 weeks. And if you're billing every four weeks, you know, you get 13 payments instead of 12. Gotcha. So, okay. all right, you got the weekly, the weekly billing. Boom. So now 20, 30, $40,000 extra. Who knows the actual real number? But now we're making more profit. Then we said, okay, you know what? I don't care. Let's open it up to 24 hours. If we have members that want uh, a membership and they want to come work out on their own and we're going to install a key card system and only allow certain members to do it that we trust. And we have cameras everywhere, but maybe it's $50 an extra month for a member to do it. And maybe someone off the street, maybe it's $99 for them. Mm-hmm. So maybe we have 10 members doing it. That's it. An extra $500 a month, $6,000 a year. Now, the old us is like, hey, $500 isn't, isn't worth our time. It would like, it's, what is that? But you know what? $6,000 at the end of the year, that's worth my time. So yep. like those two things. What was the other thing? Oh, this is the big thing that we're doing. COVID, and I'm going to talk to the listeners now too that own gyms, is we're opening up and we're only allowed to have, what, 25% maybe? So if we were able to have 24 people before, now we can have 10. And now we have a lot of people that have been grandfathered in from years ago, paying no paying so cheap rates. And that's not fair anymore. That's not fair. That person takes someone else's spot when we reopen. So we're going to have a talk with everyone that's under 199 and we're going to go to them and say, Hey, here's the deal. We're going to say, we're going to offer you twice a week and it's 149. If you want to do three times a week, you can do 199. But so those like, we're not just going to say, hey, you have to, we were originally going to do, hey, you just got to go 199. And then our staff were like, no, that's too much. That's too like aggressive. So let's give them an option. Twice a week, the rest of the week you do Zoom or three times a week you're at 199. So we're going to raise up rates. Maybe we get another extra $500 uh, 
might have some people quit. That's okay. But the people that stay, maybe it's an extra 500 plus. Now we're at another $6,000 a year just from these. So these three moves we're doing upon opening, that's huge. It's huge. Yep. And I like it because you guys are at a point of of maturity in your business that, yeah, yeah, you do those little things. It doesn't cost you anything else to do and straight profit. It's a no brainer. I like it. That's the difference. It's not like you're adding like a new profit center, you know, like let's say retail, you know, you're not bringing shirts in that all of a sudden every month you've got somebody who's in charge of it. You've got a hard cost. So, you know, the actual print and all that stuff. These are systematic changes that you've added to your business that directly impact the bottom line. You can can play with some of this. This COVID shutdown is allowing us to fix mistakes in our business. It's allowing us when we would, the guys that, oh, you know what? 149 instead of 199. That's fine. Why? I don't know, but like we just did that. Oh, and they're saving $600 a year forever. And like, that's not fair than all the people that are paying 199. So this COVID allows us to say, now we have a reason to go to the members and say, hey, here's the deal. We have to do this because we're limited capacity, got to be fair. And, and they're expecting why. change. Oh. And that's everything we keep oh. preaching is like, oh. if you're going to make the changes right now wow. is when you do it. Yeah. And this, like anybody that's listening, the inside, this is uh, the iron circle type of yeah of Jim, these are the conversations we're having in there versus, Hey, when's the next member coming in? What's the play that we're trying to run to get the next client in? This is optimization of your business. And just the fact that you guys have gone so deep in the weeds, looking at your numbers, there's no doubt in my mind that you guys are doing monthly and quarterly and annual reviews of everything. Cause that's just who you guys are. So another big props to you guys. It's just a better operator. I mean, what can you say? I mean, this is your career. This is your livelihood. You better be doing these things. And if you're listening and you're not, here's another kick in the butt. Just go do it. Start looking well, at this like, stuff. Well, like saying, Casey, you were saying, you know, like there are other people with doing, you know, 1.2, 1.5, 1.7, but their operation is five, six, 10 times larger than what you guys are, you know, running. Yes, when it comes fair. to efficiency you guys are literally the model or the epitome of efficiency. And that's what matters at the end of the day. Tim and I talk about it, right? Profit versus, you know, gross numbers. Gross is great for ego. Everyone would love to run around and just say, hey, I make 2 million a year. But we all know that he puts 20 grand in his pocket at the end of the year, right? If you don't <laughs> have true. that giant expense, it's, it's, it's a, the unfortunate truth. But no. at the other end of the spectrum, you guys have something that's all there, creates the profit for the business and it can run on systems and strategies and you can turn, you know, and grow and scale like you guys have been able to do. Yeah. I mean, for whatever reason, I don't know why it is, but a million dollars is like the number in our industry. So like here we are running around, like we might do half that this year. Like that's the goal. You know, it's not an ego play, but you know, it's when you see how lean we try to keep things. And then once again, we have the infrastructure on the back end especially with like the CLA and stuff like that. Like we can let our coaches do what they do best and let them be the face. Like we don't need to be the face of anything. We just need to, you know, in the military, like once you start raising up the ranks, it's not, you got to take care of your troops. You don't take care of the population. Just like our job now is taking care of the coaches. It's not taking care of the members. They take care of the members. Perfect. And I think, you know, it reminds me of racing, right? At the end of the day, it's all about the margin. You could have the biggest car out there, but because of the weight that it takes in order to build that big engine, you're getting down the, the track at 10 seconds. 
You guys come in with the little tiniest car, but you got no weight behind you. This analogy is very new to me. I'm really following blowing the doors off of the big, expensive, <laughs> you know, elaborate car. It's you guys in the uh, Weekend Warrior. Or Summoner Civic. Yeah, exactly, right? But that's it. That's what it takes. It's the gap. It's the ratio. And that, that's the beauty of having something systematized like this kind of business. I see this being able to go a lot farther than one big conglomerate of, a, of an organization that there is no way they could duplicate their staff or recreate the, I don't want to say unicorn because it's not you know, impossible to find, but that, that upper echelon type manager or fitness director, you guys have a model that can create and duplicate that. Yeah. It's impossible for those other guys. Well, I know, I just want to bring something up. I, you know, and just in case anyone's listening and wants to reach out, like, I know I've talked about this in the Iron Circle, but Jerry and I are blessed to have, what, like 14, 15 years under our belt and have taken all these years, like, to create these systems and create this foundation to where it's a lot easier to plug into a new location. And I feel like we're definitely going to have more of these gyms and then all of a sudden COVID hit. And I know there's people, there's amazing trainers who are getting crushed by this situation. And we've always said this being in different masterminds and everything, Jerry and I have always been able to lean on each other and always know that no matter what, like Jerry's doing things in my best interest and vice versa. And so we've always been enamored and by these like soul operators who are just doing it on their own and being everything inside their business, the marketer, the salesperson, the trainer, and then trying to bring someone else on and teach that person while doing all those other things. And I think one of the things I've come to realize during this whole situation is like we have this special thing that we're doing and there's great trainers out there who are the face who, who crush it in front of their people that maybe might not have the structure Jerry and I do and if anybody's listening who's in that situation reach out to me because I definitely feel like this is an opportunity for me and Jerry and Fit and 42 to bring on some amazing people and and help people who maybe have a gym that's like on its last leg because of this situation. And maybe things were fine and they were getting by. And then all of a sudden, out of no fault of their own, they got knocked on their butt with this situation. So I'm blessed and Jerry's blessed to be in a situation where we can potentially help these other people. And, and by we, helping, you're thinking maybe that they would come under your brand and become yeah. a fit in 42 instead. Like, so I'm talking with a few gyms right now. And it's just talking right now. I'm just trying to figure out where they're at. And, you know, it's got to make sense for everybody. But it wouldn't be hard for us to come in like, we're, like we do with our own people. Come in behind them. They're still like, I'm not trying to be the face of your gym. I'm, I'm just trying to help you with the systems and everything that we got in place. You're saying to partner up with somebody, Chase, right? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I think it's so, a great yeah. idea. There's going to be a lot of people that have to make a tough decision. They can either close their doors or fight to make it happen. And maybe they would never get back to where they were. Or 
you know, they have an opportunity to work with you guys, become partners with you, and then you come in and they put your brand on the door, but they're still the face. And then they, yeah. they get some of the yeah. profit sharing everything. It's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, take that athlete, the person who's in that position, give them a new playbook and a new uniform and see how well they perform, right? Yeah, and w- without the stress of trying to do it all and with, like you said, the playbook, the solution, not trying to figure it out, you know, what should I do this month? What, what should I market this month? What should be the play? Should I sign on with this? Should I go online? Should I not go online? Should I, you know, all this madness that's going on now. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, might as well throw that out there and I'll throw this out there too. You guys are big users of the CLA, right? And that's something that uh, I might as well talk about that since we've got our workshop right around the corner. I don't know if this episode's even going to come out before that. Yeah. So two days, this is Tuesday. Here's the deal. I'm the biggest cheerleader for Tim because (laughs) Tim's uh, CLA. Basically guys, I'll just tell you, I'll tell you two different opening stories. We opened up Palm Springs, California And we got like 500 leads of people wanting a two-week pass. And uh, my poor desk administrator called them all. She emailed them all. And she texted them all once because that's all you really could do because she was doing other stuff. And it was fair turnout when we opened up Palm Springs. When Casey opened up in Kingwood, Texas, by then we signed up with Tim, did the CLA. Uh, A lead comes in, immediately it got put into Google Docs, immediately got a text message, immediately it got emailed, and then it continued to be nurtured until they reached out to us. And then then in the emails and texts, it gets a link to our schedule on our calendar, and they can book their own appointments. And then once they book, they get taken out of all those uh, sequences, and they don't get annoyed anymore. And so this happens automatically. Now, can you imagine the poor girl, Dulce, she's amazing, and she's a 500 leads to contact, and she, she couldn't get to them all, and just it just was, it was too much. And then Casey gets pampered, doesn't have to do anything, and uh, all he has to do is his staff has to call them, but that's easy to, to keep up with, and rather than doing all of that every day and setting appointments, and up, so the CLA, and then every campaign we do on Facebook, and we just do, um, just Boom, the lead comes in automatically, gets contacted immediately, and they just get, they book themselves, we follow mm-hmm. up, but like, guys, it saves you time, which is awesome, but it saves you man hours. And though that man hours over the course of a year is insane, but also, so that is so valuable, the man hours you're saving, the, the payroll, but then the lead getting contacted immediately when they're hot, when they want information and all that. So like you're making money because you're contacting them multiple times right away, but also saving on payroll. Like it's, it's a no brainer. If you're not doing it, you're like, sadly, you're missing the boat and you're like, you're, you're going to lose eventually because you can't keep up with, you can't do the good enough job to follow up with everybody as if like robots do it. You got to go AI guys, robots. (laughs) Yeah. But see Dulce, she contacted everybody one time over there on the 500 leads and then they just kind of fall off and she's working on the new group of people coming in. Casey, when you opened, you were sending me screenshots every day, like kind of like, dude, look at my calendar. What, what did you get as far as people coming in right on off that first campaign when you guys grand opening? Well, we had like 400 leads and basically within the first week we signed up like 30 people. Okay. Yeah. But so, but really, um, 
one of the things I wanted to mention that Jerry was just talking about was two of my new signups in the last two weeks were people from that grand opening sequence. Nice. They were okay. still in our world. Unlike Dulce's people who she was calling. So those two people have been getting our newsletters and being nurtured since October when we opened. And then all of a sudden we obviously do a, Hey, we're open email. And then they're like, Hey, yeah, I got to get to working out. Yeah. So, they're ready so now. That, so I was like, where are these leads coming? And I'm like, I recognize this name. And yes, I met them the first week we were open to do a two week trial. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was like, cool. Like, so, and so I was like immediately to my front desk, like call all these people. <laughs> you know? Got to, Yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all in your CRM yeah. now. So that's yeah. awesome. And yeah, so they're still getting stuff, but yeah, we, we like to be proactive too. Awesome. Well, good, good, good stuff. Good plug for that. Good plug for your deal. I think that's a really unique opportunity. If anybody's struggling to reach out to Casey direct, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Email Casey at fitsin42.com. Okay. F-I-T-I-N-42.com. Okay. Reach out to Casey. The big takeaways I got from you guys on this show is simplicity is key, right? I love the model as far as having ownership of that person that's that's vested in that location. So you guys don't have to be there. And like if they leave, they won't leave, obviously. But if, if you guys were 100% owners and they did leave, you guys are back in the trenches. And really number three is every time in your story where you grew is because of the surrounding people in your lives, in the coaching that you're in, the masterminds you're in. You heard something from somewhere in the group and you took that and you just grew from it. So if you're not in a mastermind, if you're not out there, I would highly suggest looking around. Iron Circle is available. You do have to qualify for that. So maybe we're not the best for everybody. But if you're interested in that, pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call for that. So guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, I'm sure people are going to resonate. And I think that glimmer of hope of the 1500 square foot gym that could do 500,000, half a million dollars in that, that's going to be eye-opening. And then the, the model itself, I think I really, I mean, for me, that's what's driving me to do the next move in my life too. So I just want to, you don't know how many people I meet who are like, I'm in a thousand square feet, but I want to get 5,000. I'm like, no, you don't need it. You don't need <laughs> it. And like, like I have 40 members, but I want 5,000. Like, no, don't do it. Don't do, don't it. do it. We're starting to go to like 300, but like 300 square feet. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are trying to get out. smaller. Can we do this in 800 yeah. square feet somehow? If we just, you know, <laughs> knock the, put the bathrooms out in the outhouse outside, can we do that? <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. I know you're busy, gentlemen. Until next episode, guys, keep changing lives. We'll see you. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Built to Grow podcast where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you got to do is join our private Facebook group, Marketing Talk with Fitness Professionals right now. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Marketing Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you join, we're going to give you free access to our 10 fitness marketing strategies, seven-figure gym owners use to win. All right, I look forward to you joining us next time on the Built to Grow podcast. Keep building something great.